I'm Tracy Davis. And I'm Patrick Trevino. And this is The Layover Podcast. Where we talk all things business, starting it, growing it, selling it. Well, you know, more like the behind the scenes stories. The travel, the mishaps, the late nights. The lawsuits and the lost bags. So sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy your flight. This is The Layover Podcast. record on the I did awesome well then cheers Patrick for finally doing the thing what thing the layover podcast thing we finally did it it only took your entire life of dreaming it oh, 37 and, years but it came true whew, you're old buddy. <laughs> the people have been demanding this and we're finally delivering absolutely and we get to film in at this beautiful place at Tacoa River Studios very excited to be here Got our mountain garb on too. It's <laughs> <laughs> rocking, rocking and rolling. Well, why don't we start off by just talking a little bit about who we are, so and then really why we wanted to create this thing, this amazing podcast. So since it's always been your dream, let's let you go first. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first let's start with the layover. Um, I think it's 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 always been a dream of mine to to have to do a podcast. Um, I think in, in the many years of, of traveling and the ups and downs of business, um, I have a lot of stories to share. A and lot. I'm sure you do as well. And you talk a lot. So. Um, and I do talk a lot. <laughs> um, and so for me, the layover made perfect sense. Um, I know that we both come from aviation in our background. That's true. Um, multiple generations of the aviation industry. I wanted to create a platform that we could use with all of our industry friends and different business owners, not just in aviation, um, but entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, um, people that really keep the lights on in a business. Um, I wanted to be able to give them a platform to tell us the raw, real way things are done. You mean it's business. not all shiny Instagram stories? Yeah, and- <laughs> it's not shiny Instagram stories. You don't just all of a sudden reshare something and make $100,000 a day um, on things. Um, you know, the life of, of, of starting a business, that first leap of faith that you take, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see all the debunks that are going on now with people getting up at four in the morning and running 15 miles a day or whatever the, whatever the stories are there is, you know, I we remember waking up at four in the morning, remembering how the heck we're going to cover payroll mm-hmm. um, and, and grounding yourself with that. So the layover podcast was created to give people that platform to be raw and real. Yeah. Um, and we always get asked like, why the layover? Yeah. Um, well, uh, everyone in business and everyone has traveled and everybody hates layovers. Uh, But somehow those become your on the road therapy sessions where (laughs) you tend to have a drink at a bar. Cheers. cheers, um, And tell some stranger your deepest, darkest, saddest. And the list goes on and on. Those poor strangers that have run into you. Which they probably have to go see a therapist themselves after they spoke with you. Um, Secrets of running a business or what's going on in your life. Um, And then you'll never see them again. Yep. Um, Ever. And you can only hope that they have a good therapist after they spoke with you. (laughs) Um, And we all share those stories. And I think by being, giving people a platform to be raw Mm -hmm. and real. Yep. Um, 
really shines a light on what it really takes to have a successful business. I couldn't um, agree more. I think the war wounds, the stretch marks that I personally have, that you have. I well, mean, in all fairness, I do work out, so <laughs> I don't have stretch marks, but sure, <laughs> we can go the there. The war wounds, excuse me. <laughs> um, but it's, I, I agree. I, I think the reason that I wanted to, to be a part of this and to help start the layover was I mean, we've gone through ups and downs in business and we can go into, you know, who we are and the business experiences that we've had, but being able to share those stories. And like you said, the unfiltered versions, not the ones that people hear on the exhibit hall when they say, how you doing? And you're like, I'm doing great. But realistically, like you said, it's, you know, waking up at four stressed and worried about making payroll or, you know, fighting battles or whatever it is, making sure that tech support is up, whatever weird fear that you've got going on that day, but giving the ability for people to hear those so that they can relate to those stories, because it's so important that people know that they're not alone in this journey because it is a pretty lonely journey at times. And so being able to, like you said, focus on, you know, bits and pieces of aviation because we come from multi-generations of airports and we know where all the bodies are buried inside of airports, so to speak. Oh. Quotes around that one. Yeah, can't that, see me. I'll let that one be on your Yeah, quotes your around that one. Um, but also other, uh, other entrepreneurs, other businesses outside of airports that can tell their story from startup to growing it to scaling it all the heartaches, all the wins, and everybody kind of uniting together on it. So excited to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm excited to have you be part of as a co-host on it. Um, I think we both share a lot of... Co-host? I thought I was the host. Oh, I'm not going to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, I read this script wrong. Um, but no, it's it's very exciting to be able to go on this journey with a partner, not only just in business, but a partner um, that shares the same stories and has a lot of experience mm -hmm. in it. Um, I think from a very young age, uh, we've been in um, the fire. Um, and so we have a lot of stories to share. And I'm sure some of mine um, will be interesting as some yeah, of yours so. will be as well. <laughs> yeah. Some of them we won't say. We can't say. Uh, but why don't you tell people where did you come from? How did you get to where you are? Because yeah. not everybody knows your background. Yeah. Were you always the restroom guru, Patrick Trevino? Or is this a, you know, a new thing for you? You know, when I, um, I guess I'll tell the story how a, a little round Puerto Rican ended up in New Hampshire. I guess I'll start there from <laughs> sunny Miami. Um, I, I started, uh, I've always been passionate about aviation. Mm -hmm. Always, my whole life. Um, I originally wanted, uh, believe it or not, to be an astronaut. Um, wow, and, that's and, a stretch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I passed the mental test, uh, um, but I always wanted to be something to do with um, operations and really understanding how something gets from point A to point B. Yeah, it was very intriguing for me. And um, since I couldn't be an astronaut and found that out at a very young age, Sorry why not that. just then start at an airport? Right. And so um, I worked my way from changing light bulbs in a parking garage uh, to throwing out trash in a parking garage, to finding ways of making things more efficient and all the way down to how to throw trash out more efficiently. Mm. Um, I always felt that whatever you do, no matter what it is, um, to give it 110% and be the best at it. 
And so that even comes throwing out trash. Mm -hmm. And I won't say any names of previous colleagues, but I never forget uh, during high school, there was a another uh, person that worked with me that we would have competitions to see who would throw the trash out the fastest in the parking garage and race down the helixes. <laughs> Won't say what airport because I don't want to get a ticket yeah, for the speeding of the things there. But really just... Uh, it was it was very intriguing mm-hmm. um, seeing how it was very interesting how airports operate. Right. And um, through that, I uh, decided to continue on in college and changing my major. Uh, my original major was criminal justice. What? Yeah. I know. How did you do that with all of your federal Again, charges? I didn't pass the, and the psychological test. <laughs> so that was thrown out. But originally was criminal justice. Um, I, I wanted to be some type of. Uh, law enforcement, border patrol at the time. This mm. is, this is, you know, right around 2009, 11, right yeah. around that time period. And um, to be honest with you, I found out how much a police officer makes. And I was like, well, that's not my line of work for that. And You've got expensive taste in clothes. And I do. I do. <laughs> Sneakers. And, and so I decided that I would, um, focus on operations. Mm-hmm. It was something I was very passionate about. So it changed my major and I never forget my, um, uh, school counselor or whatever they called, um, said, you sure you want to change your major? And I said, yeah. And so I changed my major to a very interesting major. It was, um, bachelor's in science, focusing on operations, project management <laughs> with statistical background. Oof. And uh, yeah, I was the only cool kid in the class uh, that was up past eight. around cool, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I did that and I brought everything I learned. Um, and I was your non-traditional college student where I went to school full time and also worked full time. Yeah. So everything that I was learning, I was putting it into the workforce mm-hmm. field and everything I was learning at work, being hands on, I was bringing back to right. the textbooks. And I did that. And uh, I... Um, Got really good at it. Um, it just came natural to me. Um, from there, I then said, you know what? I want to do something more. And I went to school for my master's degree uh, in environmental studies. Hmm. And, a little bit of a shift. Yeah. And I wanted to work for the EPA. Mm-hmm. And yet again, I found out how much they make at the EPA. And I was like. <laughs> sensing a pattern here. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to get those new Jordans working for the EPA. <laughs> So from there, um, I decided that I wanted to really stay in aviation Mm -hmm. and see what I could do. And I uh, was able to uh, meet two really good mentors of mine. Who were they? Um, One of them, Carl Braley from Manchester Airport. Um, And Michael Conlon, Mm -hmm. who was at the time was the vice president of operations for a previous company. And um, right around, I would say 2007 now, maybe 2008, I could be off, um, was my first taste into real entrepreneurship and understanding the risk. Um, Michael Collin started a a family business um, in the facility management world uh, called JCM Mm -hmm. Business Solutions. Love them. And shout out to JCM. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And they continued to. You know, it, it was it was being I think at the time I might have been 25, mm-hmm. 24, probably 24 just for sakes. Um, and I decided that 
this was very interesting for me. I wanted, I, I liked the way how everything worked. And then I also thought that he was crazy to um, make the sacrifices to start a business with a 24 year old. Um, and I took that very personal um, sure. that I said, if this gentleman is willing to take a risk um, to start this business, that I need to be fully dedicated and yeah, ensuring that this absolutely. succeeds. You got to go all in. And um, it was a wild 10 years or maybe 12 years. I can't remember exactly how much it, it really was, but, um, but being able to see a business grow from literally a dining room table into being it's four really or 500 employees um, the ups and downs. And I'll just share this funny story here. But um, our first day in business uh, almost became our last day in business. Uh, because our first day in business, we get our we get, you know, we get everything all set. And we get our word at our first airport. Wow. Um, and it's impressive. It, it, there's some back sure. and forth in there, but we don't have to get into that. Um, and uh, so we go and celebrate on a golf course because him Who and I both love playing golf, golf. Yeah. right? We're a better place. And we are in hole, I believe we are in the second hole, right? And we're, we're, we're high-fiving, like, this is amazing. We're finally going to do this. This yeah. is awesome. And I was very excited for himself and his family and, and myself being part of this journey, right? Mm -hmm. Having that ability to be, to be trusted. And I, um, I think it was like the third hole, maybe like one hole or something over. We get a phone call. And he goes in. from Yeah, he goes from, <laughs> we all have that, that phone call, right? Where you're like, oh, and your mood goes from here to here. And um, welcome to my everyday. Yes. <laughs> and he um, says, well, it was nice to be in business, but our performance bond now needs X, Y, and Z oh. collateral. And that's all the funds we had. Mm. And uh, so we were out of business after about <laughs> seven minutes. Um, that's a joke. We weren't yeah. out of business, but uh, but it's the challenges that that right. you know absolutely in business that that you go for. And then from there, it just thrived, right? Mm -hmm. And the business took off. Um, we had we surrounded ourselves with brilliant people um, from executives all the way down to frontline workers. Uh, we really were a um, employee centric type business. Right. We. Um, we so didn't important. just chase work to chase work. We really were strategic on how we wanted to grow. Um, and then um, I ran into something called a smart restroom. Hmm. Wonder what that is. Yeah. So I guess I'll throw it back to you. <laughs> Who the heck is Tracy Davis? And thanks for calling me the restroom guru. But if I'm the guru, you're the, you're the innovator of all Lady of this. Lady restroom. So, yeah. So tell like us a little how, bit about yourself. I like how I have to go after I drink half of the bourbon. That's a little concerning. <laughs> that, that kind of describes our, our partnership here, how this works. That's a little concerning too. Um, sorry, mom. No. Yeah. So let me, I guess I'll take a couple of back steps because I think the history behind it all is, is so important and, and knowing where you came from and the roots is, you know, what shapes you. So, um, there's two parts of that story. The first part is everyone knows our family business in facts and, um, my grandfather started it. My father carried it on. My brother's carrying it on third generation. And I was a part of that business and God, back in 2017, I think was the idea that struck. And we'll make sure we, we prompt that on a screen so everyone can see that age. 2017. 2017 <laughs> I was, uh, 
21 years old now, I wish. Um, but I was, you know, in my 20s and I was sitting down with a few airports and Infox is known for their airport business. For those of you guys that don't know the digital signage world and worked in over, you know, 80 plus airports. And I've been running around airports since I was a kid with my grandfather and my dad. Like I said, we know where the bodies are buried. And um, I was sitting down with a few airports and they gave me this weird problem statement that they didn't know when to clean their bathrooms. And given my background is data, it's uh, public health, it's global health. I went to Emory, worked with monkeys studying anesthesiology for a period of time before Infax. Legit fun story. Had my favorite monkey, Queen Bee. She used to literally sit on my hip and I'd feed her gummy bears and cherries all day and then studied her mind. So weird period of my life. Um, but then I transitioned to working with computer programmers. So I feel like there's a little, that's a, that's a little bit of a change there. parallel there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> monkeys to people who are as wild and uh, curious as monkeys. But, um, and so I was sitting down at the airports and grabbing a beer and they said, Hey, we don't know when to clean our airports. We don't know when to clean the bathrooms. And I was really concerned because I'm like, you get planes off the ground. How the hell do you not know when to clean your bathrooms? And they sat down there like, look, Planes change, you know, delays, cancellations. We come from the airport world. We've had gates change last minute. And they're like, but we clean on a schedule. And you come from that background of cleaning and the janitorial world. That was brand new to me. I knew absolutely nothing about that world. And it just sat on me. I knew that there was something missing in the industry that I couldn't put my fingers on. So I sat and lost sleep over bathrooms, which is really depressing to say nowadays. Um, but I did. And so I took the technology that uh, that we had used for wait times and me and my brother developed track smart restrooms in a weekend. And then our first airport spot it. And we said, I, oh. I, w- I, w- I would say you're full of shit. <laughs> No pun to a restroom, <laughs> but that is a true story. It was, it was wild. It's absolutely I mean, wild. thank God for my brother. He was a full stack developer, but I, I threw out this vision. I couldn't, I mean, I was going mentally insane. I was like, there's something here. We've got to figure it out. Throughout the vision, he developed it and I went out and sold it and it, they bought it. And I said, oh shit, we're onto something because no seven other airports bought onto it. And Track Smart Restrooms was born. And so, yeah, the entrepreneur journey for me started there, even though it was in my blood since I was a kid. And yeah, we grew it. And then I spun it out in 2019 to create Tracks Analytics, founded Tracks, and, you know, wore that founder hat and grew it from there. And now we're in stadiums, arenas, you know it. And now in different transitions, we're starting other businesses and dabbling in, you know, new worlds, not just technology companies, but business consulting and coaching. And my passion is being able to help other people go through this experience because I've seen my grandfather and his trials and tribulations, my father and his, um, mine now. And I want to be able to make sure that nobody has to do it alone and that they're supported and that they can learn from the mistakes that I made because I was a punk ass 20 something year old <laughs> with balls to go to my dad and say, Hey, I've got to create this thing. And so it was, it's been a wild journey, but here we are. And yeah, so- I never forget when I, um, everything that you've created with, with your brother, Brian and, and the team you surrounded yourself with, I never forget someone coming to me and saying, you know, everything you're doing, you know, there's an app for that now. And I was like, what? (laughs) 
<laughs> they're like, yeah, have you ever heard of Trax Analytics and the smart restroom system? And I believe at the time it was, it was Infax. Yeah. Yeah. It time. was created under Infax. And I was like, I never forget. I went on the Infax website and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, this is amazing what Infax does, but I don't really see the bathroom thing here. Yep. And they're like, you need to call Tracy Davis and whatnot. The so, restroom lady. Yeah. And I was like, um, well, first I was like, that's not what I envisioned for the restroom lady. I just would have, I've been in the industry for a very long time. Can you time, please so tell I, me what you envisioned no, the restroom we, we're lady? Not, we're not going to go there, but I mean, it's, <laughs> I've been in the industry for a long time, so that's not what I envisioned. But I do remember, um, you know, I've, again, you hit it on, on the head when I have been in the, in, in the janitorial facility management industry for a very long time. So I have seen different trends mm-hmm. that have come through and, um, kudos to yourself and Brian and the rest of the team that worked on this because you guys hit a, a grand slam right out of the gate. Thank you. And it was something that the industry needed. And um, I remember seeing this and there were, the first thing that came to my mind was I could sell the shit out of this thing. Um, <laughs> Good. Cause I was trying to sell it all by myself and, when I was tired. And you know, it was, it was, the, the the solution is built in such a way that it sells itself, mm-hmm. right? It's just really educating the market on the benefits of what the solution brings. And so we worked very closely um, on our side. This is before I was with Trax. And I was like, we're doing all these spreadsheets and all these it's analysis. And all, I mean, it's taking me three weeks to do a QBR for the Port Authority. And, <laughs> and I, I was like, three clicks here. I have all my data that I need. Um, and not only just historical, but, you know, real-time data as it yeah. comes in. And I never forgot. Um, I saw that you were looking for uh, uh, someone to join the team. And I just, I remember you presenting to me Mm -hmm. and I knew that it was a partnership made in in the making, should I say, uh, when I um, totally forgot. And I, then, I mean, yeah, I, you I, missed our meeting. I missed our meeting, which I don't know if that was uh, a foreshadow of, of the future. Um, but um, I think we both pulled over on the side of the yep. road, you to give the presentation and me to pretend I, I was, was sitting in, in my a, office. Uh, like Kroger parking lot. Yeah, and Georgia. I'm over here on the side of the woods in New Hampshire. <laughs> um, and I do just remember you giving a presentation. And one thing that I will say was the passion that you had um, for presenting the product. Uh, presenting the solution and presenting the brand. Um, the passion was there and it's very contagious. And I remember again, finishing your presentation saying, I don't know who's going to pay for this, but this is an amazing product. Thanks, um, and um, I want to be part of this. I knew from the beginning, from when I first heard you describe the product, that it was going to be the way of the future in the janitorial facility management, mm. uh, rather that be toilets mm. or occupancy, but the data was, everything was within the power of the data right. and whoever can solve the riddle on how to translate data to operational decisions was going to be able to take this technology to for the next sure. level. For sure. So kudos to yourself no, and, and your team who have been along, able to dude. do that. Reinventing and, um, tracks. I don't know what the hell you saw in me uh, to join this team. Question that daily as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, I guess you know. Let's we talk about you know what you know the the tracks and mm-hmm. your background and my background. I guess if if you want to tell the story of how we first met, oh, um, dude. because yeah. it was it was 
I, again, being born in Miami, but raised in New England. Mm. Um, Damn And you being born and raised in Georgia. Southern we Bell. had different ways of greeting. <laughs> uh, so I guess if you want to tell us the first yeah. time we met. Oh, my God. I'll never forget. I think I was in New York meeting with, uh, I forget, like Columbia. Or I, think some, you were, I think you had a meeting with Columbia. Yeah, doing a sales call. And um, you had happened to be there for work at the same time. And this is going to be an interview. So we said, hey, let's just grab a bite and meet up and just talk through the position, all this stuff. And of course, you pick a Cuban place. And I'm like, all right, cool, I can hang. And I don't know where we were, but walked into a Cuban place and I I get up and I give you a a big hug because I'm from Georgia and we hug no matter what. And you stuck out your hand. I stuck out my hand to give you a handshake (laughs) and I get a hug. And I was like, I don't know you. Why are you giving me a hug? You know me now. We're family. (laughs) um, No, but I think that interview lasted like a couple of hours. And no, I think it it was perfect. We, we, We meshed. We hit it off. Your dog was named Milo. My dog who's slightly sociopathic is also named Milo. Um, and then that kind of solidified it at that point. <laughs> so yeah. it's been a wild journey, but I'm excited to take all of those experiences from, you know, your growing JCM to help growing tracks, my background with monkeys and now, uh, in facts and tracks, and then on to the next things and our next journeys with mind and social, but being able to help others bring on our amazing network that we have in our airport world, our stadium world, facility management world, and outside of that too, and bring them on and help them share their stories as well. Absolutely. And I'm really excited for the guest list that we have from, killer. you know, airport directors of the top five busiest airports in the, in, in the world mm-hmm. um, to coffee uh, shop owners to jujitsu, mm-hmm. um, which hopefully he doesn't kick my ass on air. Uh, <laughs> pay, pay good money. We're going to run bets on that. We're gonna run <laughs> over and unders yeah. on this. Um, He's going to win. But again, to not only not just business owners, but really the people that make businesses succeed. Absolutely. And a lot of times, again, it's, it's viewed as you need to be an entrepreneur and the word entrepreneur is thrown around thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of different ways Buzz and whatnot. Word. And really what it takes to become one is not just one person. It's an entire team. And good being a good visionary, yep. uh, being able to do that. So I, I cannot wait to dive in to other industries, other markets, other leaders. Um, we've talked about this all the time. It's not just one shoe that fits all. It's mm-hmm. everyone has their, their own unique path um, to success and everyone has their own ways of measuring success Absolutely, uh, within an organization. It's not always Rather about money be, and flashy shoes. It's- absolutely. Well, I don't know about the shoes, but, um, but to your point, um, is it's not success is measured in so many different mm-hmm. ways. You know, is it the the company you build to get massive investment funds to flip it and sell it for hundreds mm-hmm. of millions of dollars? Or is it just the neighborhood coffee shop that mm-hmm. you get to know everyone in your town and it's you're beloved within the community Absolutely. and you're giving back to the community. So success is measured in so many different ways. And I'm excited as part of this podcast to talk to other leaders yep. um, to do this and, and share our War wounds, war wounds, not the stretch marks. Yeah, just the yeah, war abso- wounds. yeah, absolutely. We've got a few. We do. We <laughs> definitely do. Um, brutal, but fun experience. Some of them actually cause real injuries. I mean, yeah, I'm still, <laughs> um, <laughs> might have hit you a couple of yeah, times. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, thank but, God there's no HR right here. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, this is an exciting journey. And I'm very, very um, again, I, I'm very excited that I'm able to share something that I've always wanted to do my whole life with you. Yeah. Dude. Um, and being part of this um, and. 
yeah, the sky's the limit of how far we can take this. Let's do it. Well, cheers to this uh, mini episode one for finally starting it, doing the thing. Absolutely. Can't wait to bring on the next guest. And I really hope that camera's not really zooming in as into how much bourbon you drank compared to mine. But I think this. We know who the man in the business relationship is. (laughs) Completely. I'm not even going to negate that one. (laughs) I'm going to just let that one slide right through on there. All right, dude. Well, cheers. Happy Layover Podcast. To a bright future, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs)